time to get geeked up. Time to get geeked up to stand up comics telling you what's up in movies and TV. I know you could feel me. Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on yet. And if you are hooked, we're gonna go and take a closer look. And no show's the same. We always got a different game. Always got a different game. Hey, hey. Ooh, baby. Time to get geeked up. What's going on, geeks? Welcome to the Geeked Up Podcast, Life in Coronaville, plus Star Wars special. I'm Devin Barnes, and with me always, killing two birds with one stone by wearing his Darth Vader mask, Liam Whalen. Yo, yo, Yoda. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> I was going to do the Darth Vader voice, but uh, kind of phoned it in because I, already, I already had my Yo, Yo, Yoda planned, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when you're wearing the Darth Vader mask, you wear your Yoda mask, too. You know that we have to wear face masks. I'm also, I'm, I'm now wearing an official N95 mask over my Darth Vader helmet, just to show uh, solidarity <laughs> for the people. <laughs> That's right. What would Vader do? Exactly. Vader's not one of those uh, uh, Corona deniers, you know? Even Vader knows the, the true depth of the, the coronavirus. Guy. But welcome to the show, everybody. Thanks for tuning in in these uh, crazy times. Good to still be putting these podcasts out for you guys. Obviously, we're still in isolation because you can tell that I'm calling in here. We're leaving the studio wearing his Darth Vader. Uh, you kind of say, you actually mask. kind of sound like Vader over the phone. You know, it's a little. Uh, <laughs> you've got that. We muffled... need one of those. Uh, yeah, we need one of those Star Wars like hologram things where we could just be a. Uh, <laughs> looks like we're in the same room. <laughs> yeah, <know>? that's true. <laughs> You could be like Emperor uh, Palpatine doing the the podcast in the. Correct, correct. I got a couple of hoodies I can throw on. I'm sure I have a Star Wars one, to be honest with you. But thanks for tuning in, guys. Like I said, uh, another Corona Bill episode. Uh, we've been doing these Corona episodes for you guys because we got to keep the geek thing going. And of course, we've still been doing our Netflix and chat. Also, it's, uh, the last one we did was Dolomite is my name. <laughs> <laughs> Dolomite is my name. Big shout out to uh, uh, everybody that checked out that one. That was a pretty popular one for us for our, yeah, uh, our last Still couple. Of MC emails because I came back hard. <laughs> That's episode. true. The, the the race is now on for the Suck MC challenge. <laughs> the race is back open. But uh, uh, and then again, thanks to everybody as well that uh, uh, packed into the Zoom room in honor of Dolomite as well. So. That, yeah, was that was a lot a of fun one. last we, uh, Friday. Had a lack of some familiar faces, but a lot new, a couple of new faces, but a couple of familiar faces. There was a bunch going on that one. So we're heaping to keep one. the momentum rolling with the uh, uh, next upcoming Netflix and uh, with the next upcoming Netflix and chat, which is Extraction, which is well, another you, you know Netflix banger that was uh, pretty popular upon release, and this was a Coronaville release as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you got Thor in it. You got uh, one of the writers from the Avengers movie. So, you know, I'm expecting big things. Yeah, for sure. Some geeked up favorites uh, on Netflix and chat. So definitely check that sure. one Plus, out. You know, we got an Australian guy in there. So expect more silly voices on our end. <laughs> yep, I've already been working on that one. Trying to get well, me uh... some chat here. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Netflix, too, something's kind of breaking. Maybe for the next episode you listen to, pull up a pint of old uh, Ben and Jerry's Netflix and chill ice cream. <laughs> yeah, Netflix and Chad, not to be confused with Netflix and chill ice cream by Ben and Jerry's. Which uh, we, we we were so close to getting our own ice cream. I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely gonna scratch off the I L L and and write a big A T on there and. <laughs> yeah, but much like any other fat like girl, the, uh, eat it and cry alone. While I, much like the talk show, uh, uh, Ben and Jerry's flavors, we're still campaigning to get our picture on the uh, Netflix and Chill one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> now, what exactly do you have the uh, uh, the the magic recipe for? Because Ben I and do. Jerry's is they've done a, a bunch of thematic, like geeked up classic uh, uh ice cream flavors of course you know mm-hmm. where they do a bunch they're obviously you know big into the music world where and a couple of the real famous ones as well as of course like cherry garcia 
is one of the real mm-hmm. like predominant all time Ben and Jerry's. That's the uh, uh, kind of cherry. I have it in my freezer right now. Oh, nice. See, I'm more of a fish food guy, actually, in terms of like total a total overindulgence in terms of ice cream with the mar- gooey marshmallow and caramel swirls and all that. But fish food is really one of honestly more people as a big fish fan. More people know that band due to the ice cream than the fucking music, <laughs> like literally. But uh, and a lot of people don't have any idea that it's even named after the band. But uh, and then also Willie Nelson has the Willie Nelson peach cobbler, which is fucking sick. And uh, uh, John, gross. what's up? I said that one sounds pretty gross. I don't want a peach cobbler. <laughs> I mean, it's got that good like uh, oatmeal-y kind of cookie topping, which is good. Yeah, you're right. The peach ice cream is kind of gross, but the <laughs> if only that that the cookie crumble wasn't something else. But then John Lennon <laughs> has the uh, world peace. Which is like the swirling ice creams, and I think there's some toffee in there, if I remember, and maybe like a, a caramel swirls and toffee, if I recall. But then there's also, okay. like you said, a lot more geeked kind of ones. With uh, uh, there's a couple of the late night, as Fallon has a fucking terrible one. I hate Fallon's. It's Fallon's is like potato yeah, chips in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fallon's has the potato chips in there. That one's terrible. Uh. Uh, uh, how about, but there is Stephen Colbert's Americone Dream, which has got, like, the chocolate-covered waffle cones. See, that one's pretty good. That was, that was kind of my Ben & Jerry's that I like, because the other kind of Ben & Jerry's I have in my freezer is the Everything But the, and that one's, you know, it's all in the, uh, all in the title. It's got, like, the, uh, the Whoppers, malt balls in there, pretzels, uh, yes, for sure. swirl. No, Everything But caramel. the. Yeah, pretty fire for sure. I think there's even big peanut butter cups in that one. Yeah, I believe there is. There's a uh, pretty good. I already cracked over the cherry Garcia, so I'm waiting for that one for a special treat. <laughs> but uh, uh, I mean, I hold on, don't cut me off here, bro. I got a, I got a couple more Ben and Jerry flavors. If we're get <laughs> off me, brother. <laughs> if because uh, we're we're really getting into the geeked stuff as well. As uh, I'm gonna maybe even uh, a little pop quiz hot shot, but two movie characters, comedy movie characters from the 2000s, immortalized in uh, uh, I guess three comedy characters in general, but two starring movie characters. One of them potentially one of the biggest like single movie character uh, comedy characters. Of like the 2000 to 2010 era SNL cast member, uh, have any ideas? Okay. An SNL cast I member had a big movie, you know, franchise, two part franchise. Sounds like it would be a Ron Burgundy ice cream. Yes, totally guessing it. Exactly. <laughs> You've got that one right. We have the Ron Burgundy's Scotchy Scotchy Scotch ice cream. <laughs> Which was some like butterscotch, a uh, butterscotch base. But then I'm guessing like probably like rum malt balls as well. But then as well, I'll get back to another movie character. But another one with uh, chocolate covered rum balls in vanilla ice cream, chocolate covered rum balls. Okay, a famous SNL character. By a big time celebrity as well, like uh, SNL, never a cast member officially, but like one of the all time famous SNL regular reoccurring guests to this day, uh, one of the per- like most frequent guest contributors of SNL to this day. Who do you think that would be? And it's- Chopping covered rum balls. I gotta guess it's Alec Baldwin's sweaty balls. <laughs> yes, nailed it. Sweaty <laughs> balls. Right, Do you remember that one? That was the vanilla much. ice cream that had chocolate covered rum balls. That's hilarious. And then one of my all time favorites as well, dude. The uh, uh, I guess to, in order to play the five questions game, but potentially all time biggest. Alt indie film, alt you know weird kooky comedy character of the two thousands. Who would that be? The goofiest alt comedy character. Yeah, like from a movie, like a a a movie character that's maybe like the one of the most famous indie uh, alt movie character comedy characters of all time. What, James Silent Bob ice cream? Uh, that was uh, uh, from uh, that was the nineties, post two thousands. But Napoleon Dynamite. 
Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, had an amazing ice cream dude that was actually Cherry Garcia and, like, Fudge Brownie ice cream in the same okay, wait, thing. Yeah, that was, like, that just was the ice cream. They took Cherry Garcia and then uh, their brownie flavored, and they swirled that. And that was the Napoleon Dynamite flavor, which is one of my all-time faves. Playing, uh, jumping on board with this game you're playing, I'll give you a little trivia of Ben and Jerry's challenge. I, neither of them are real, but it's mentioned <laughs> in one of the Avengers movies uh, by Doctor Strange. But which two Avengers, at least two Avengers, have their oh, own Ben and Jerry's yes. ice cream? Great call. Uh, I totally remember the scene. I, I forget. I'm going to maybe just blind analyze uh, a little <laughs> little game. Play the game. Dadavi, cue the game time song. But I'm going to probably go some type of uh, 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 Iron Man, just because he was like the leader of the Avengers. And okay. then I guess some type of uh, Hulk, something or another. But You nailed it. You nailed it. That's it. Were those the two? I, I have yeah, a vague yeah, recollection of the Hulk, to be honest. Like, I kind of remember that. Then Iron Man, like... Hulk, Hulk, Hulk. Okay. <laughs> All right, nice. And then what was the Iron Man? He, he just makes sense. Cause the Iron he... Man was, but it had hazelnut in it. Okay, he's a he's a hazelnutty kind of character, but all right. I got to be honest. Just even in terms of the blind analyze, I really just crushed Ben and Jerry ice cream trivia, though. <laughs> I just okay, want to point out. We wrap, I just want to point out my depth up, of we... knowledge in Ben and Jerry's flavors. <laughs> yeah. And I'm more of a Hagen Dazs guy, to be perfectly all honest. You have to do is open your freezer. Really, more of a Hagen Dazs guy. <laughs> yeah, because I only like fish food. Uh, I mean, I like all those flavors, of course, but fish food's the only one that I really get because it's like so crazy toppings. But in terms of just pure ice cream, you can't beat. Like a, just a Hagen Dazs. It sounds crazy, but you go. I go, and like you said, I've got a freezer full of ice cream. So I usually go a scoop or two of Hagen Dazs mixed in with like a scoop of a Ben and Jerry's crazy toppings. But if you just eat Ben and Jerry's, it's like you know I might as well just be eating a fucking bag of peanut butter cups. You know what I mean? No, that's very true. There's no. I think Ben and Jerry's makes the plain vanilla, but that's it. Like everything else is just crazy. That's why Cherry Garcia really is one of the best because it is very – and same thing with the Willie Peach Cobbler and a couple other where they're a little bit more reasonable just ice cream to topping ratio. But yeah, for sure. If you want my ice cream life hack, though, you get you get uh, vanilla or and chocolate and strawberry Hagen Dazs ice creams as base flavors. And then you add Ben and Jerry scoops to those. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Uh, you should be making these flavors because we haven't even said yet what's in the Netflix and chill ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I totally interrupted with my whole. <laughs> then you tried to segue out of it because I was. But yeah, what exactly is the. <laughs> so it's uh, not what I'd expect, and we'll talk about this in a second, but it's peanut butter ice cream with sweet and salty pretzel swirls and fudge brownies in it. All right. I mean, sounds but, delicious. Sounds. I would have probably yeah, guessed some that. type of more cherry covered, chocolate covered cherry something, just because of the Netflix and chill, okay, romantic innuendo. <laughs> you know, like I was thinking more of the uh, Fallon line and putting like maybe some popcorn flavored something in there. Okay, great call. Yes, that would have been way better. <laughs> But yeah, no. There's those good like jelly beans that are uh, uh, butter popcorn flavored jelly beans are fucking really good. But yeah, dude, some type yeah, of van- boom. There you go. Yeah, some type of vanilla ice cream with like a, a popcorn flavored swirl, dude. We should campaign to Ben and Jerry's. Honestly, we should email. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna email the Ben and Jerry's. Hey, we do a podcast, Netflix and chat. We want our own spinoff ice cream. I might, I might even get in touch with the fine people at Van Dykes of Ridgewood, who are, of course, local ice cream purveyors, uh, uh, and they come up with all sorts of crazy toppings all the time, and they actually try to compete with the local Ben & Jerry's franchise in, town of, in the town of Ridgewood, where I grew up, so big shout out to my peeps at Van Dykes, that would have done it the right way. <laughs> For real. We gotta reach out to them. But, like we said, well, yeah, so those are the Netflix... I mean, those are the Ben and Jerry's flavors, uh, Netflix and chill, of course, because of Netflix and chat. But getting into this one, uh, like we said, it's the Coronaville Star Wars episode. But before we even get into that, I guess kind of looking back to Netflix and chat still is uh, 
one of the first ones we did in this whole coronavirus lockdown thing was Tiger King. We uh, talked about who we'd want to see play Joe Exotic and other characters in that episode, and we finally announced now who's going to be playing Joe Exotic himself in the Tiger King scripted <laughs> TV special. And it's uh, one that none of us called out, but now that they've announced who it is, I totally can see this working. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and honestly, uh, really nailed nobody it. Nobody other... Nobody other than Nicolas Cage himself. Mr. Mandy Scream himself. Shout out to Netflix and chat. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Nicolas Cage, who I guess has played hes played an all-time hillbilly, as he did come up in our Rednecks, inspired by Exotic Joe. Correct. With High McDonough. And definitely, like, a swarthy kind of, you know, creep could definitely be up Nick Cage's alley. However, he doesn't, you know, come across as... As uh, he doesn't come across as Joe Exotic, as I would have thought, though. Sure, I, I think he can pull it off, though. But it's also his first time in a TV series. He's always been a movie, so you can believe that. Yeah, that's a good call as well. But I don't know. He, uh, uh, you know, doesn't seem, dare I say, pathetic enough as a. I went with, of course, when we did our rundown. I went with a Roger Rabbit style casting where they had Cletus the Slackjawed Yokel. From The Simpsons playing uh, playing Joe Exotic in, in, in the uh, uh, Big LW version of the Netflix uh, of the Joe, of the Tiger King whole thing. How yeah, about you? Do you I remember who yours was? Sam Rockwell. Oh yes, you Sam Rockwell would have been a good you know. I think Sam Rockwell would have been great. But uh, just to give you a little bit what we know about it so far, it's an eight episode series, and it's from the uh, showrunners that brought you American Vandal. Oh, so amazing. I did not know yeah. that. Wow. Yeah. Finally getting to sink their teeth into some like real live parody. I mean, uh, a huge fan of the first American Vandal series. Thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Great, dude. Great. The second one was all right. The first season, though, was amazing. Yeah. The first um, season literally had me questioning. Like, I literally had to Google if a kid from my high school made that. Because I was like, there's no way that that's... Like, like, this has to be somehow involved with my life. Because it was just so spot on of, like, a high school prankster. Like, I literally was convinced that I was, like, one of the way back boys that he was talking about. You know, like... <laughs> we made our stuff. We made our jackass-style videos in my day. You know, it was... Because when we were in high school, uh, that, like, CKY, uh, whatever it was, thing was, like, it was before Jackass, kind of. Well, I guess it was, Jackass came out when we were in high school. But there was a wave mm-hmm. where that was, like, a real popular thing, you know? I guess probably oh, right no, after Jackass, yeah. but. I'm just screwing around in public and, like, filming reaction. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's uh, so funny. You are easily one of the way back boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I honestly had but, a couple. Uh, the, the, like the 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 laughter turned to horror when I realized like how accurately I was one of the Wayback Boys though, and I was like, hey, I think this is really hitting too close to home with fucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But it's uh, <laughs> the series is uh, being brought to you by the CBS TV studio is producing it. But there, it doesn't mean it's going to be on CBS or, like, their network because it's still being shopped around to all of the uh, networks, Netflix's, Hulu's, Amazon. I mean, you'd TV. think Netflix has the run on this one, no? I mean, of course, just having Netflix Tiger would. King. But this also, I mean, just looking into this, this one's going to be being based off of a book that was written about the whole thing. No, the, uh, there's, there's another scripted television show also in the works now by being produced and starring Kate McKinnon as Carol Baskin. I was going to say, she would almost make a good Joe Exotic, actually, if they (laughs) (laughs) pulled one of those, like... But Kate McKinnon's going to be playing Carol Baskin in another Joe Exotic TV scripted TV series, and that one's going to be based off the podcast that I first heard about Joe Exotic from. Okay, I was gonna actually just point that out because uh, uh, one of the one of my uh, friends on uh, on one of our Zoom rooms actually pointed out to us that there was a podcast before, and I guess there's even a mm-hmm. book as well. So the story has been told, I guess, in a couple different facets. And we always talk about whenever there's one of these big successful uh, shows coming out, it always seems like a couple versions come alongside it. You know? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. So I mean, I would think you know. Let's- 
these dummies don't um, pollute the water. Like, maybe combine forces here and uh, make one TV series. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, how many amazing fucking Tiger King's uh, docu-series, spoof series are there going to be, you know? I fear we're going to find out, man. I mean, honestly, as well, it's just like, I honestly thought it was just a hilarious bit to do on the podcast to cast the thing. And I thought it was like a pop Mm. culture craze just to, like, you know, goof around about who would have played these. I don't even think it lends itself well at all to being remade, especially so soon. Like, why would just just fucking rewatch the original version? It can't possibly be funnier. Like, they can't possibly yeah, do a good, exactly. a, a better job recreating these maniacs than just the fucking real thing. And it's only, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's not, uh, no time has eclipsed to, like, you know, have you thirsting for, uh, for a recreation of Tiger King? Yeah, man. I'm right there with you on that one because the whole, there's not one boring character in the whole thing, too. Like, everybody outshines the other in this series. That- <laughs> yeah. I wasn't really, like, pining afterwards for that. They're like, hmm, now we can just see, like, a scripted movie version of it. Like, I think these uh, unscripted maniacs in their own environment were uh, good enough entertainment for me. No, dude, that was, like, the perfect acid trip. It's like, I don't need any more for a good eight months, you know? It's like, that was it. That was (laughs) the experience that I needed, and I'm going to be cool for a while now, you know? It's like, but, yeah, so I don't know about the... uh... Especially now, like you said, if they're going to be, if, if the market's going to be flooded with fucking bad Tiger King spinoffs, it's, you know. Yeah, uh, seriously. I'll wait till the uh, next uh, outbreak, next quarantine before I need more Joe Exotic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I guess kind of could ha- kick us into the next thing, but it, it is an interesting thing that I actually had kind of been thinking about, actually, with Tiger King and the whole Coronaville. But it's kind of interesting that Tiger King came out right, you know, very, uh, pretty much like right alongside the whole, you know, first initial wave of the coronavirus. And Tiger King became this huge uh, uh, pop culture viral sensation. There's really not been anything else since then that the whole, you know what I mean, like pop culture uh, country has gotten behind quite like Tiger King, you know what I mean? And, and, I, and I know don't, those things don't come along every so often, but it's not like there's been another thing that the that the the country has grabbed, uh, gripped onto, considering we've all been just under quarantine, streaming, watching TV and shit all day long. Like nothing has captured us, the, the thoughts and minds of America and Twitter. no. Yeah, you're right. I mean, this is even the time, too, where, like, Ozark just came out, the uh, third season of Westworld's going on. But the only thing people really were talking about, and like you were saying, is the Tiger King. I think it was just a perfect storm of, like, it was, like, at the very beginning of, like, quarantine for people. It was, like, really the first stay-at-home orders, and the thing just came out, and, like, they really just struck quick. Like, it just came out so hot. Like, I think it would have been as successful as the series. But I don't think it would have hit like those Nielsen ratings as hard as it did had it not been for Netflix. It was only like thirty three point five million people watching the first ten days. Yeah. No, I mean absolutely. And it just became it it, it be it like had legs beyond just a, a TV series, one of those things. Kinda like Firefest. You know, I guess every so often they uh, they happen, so you can't expect it to be. But honestly, there's not been, I guess not even just to compare it to Tiger King, I was more thinking, but just like in the whole Coronaville, we've talked a lot, and we'll even talk, I guess, a little bit more in a couple minutes about web, some, you know, webcasts and things that are going on. But there really hasn't been a big, uh, uh, outside of Tiger King, like a huge pop culture moment or thing that we've all watched you know what i mean I, we talked about the one global citizens fest but that wasn't like a big deal by any stretch or you know what i mean uh, there just really hasn't been a big like you know david letterman monologue that everybody was talking about or i guess maybe the snl kind of was was uh, a little hot for a minute but but yeah even then like it hasn't gotten been like that way like you were saying yeah you would think there'd been something that we'd all be watching and you know, the closest that we've come is a couple, like, Mike Rappaport tweets that have been hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's been, like, the real... <laughs> Who kind of is the Very... New York Joe Exotic, if we want to. He's almost as crazy, but just, like, a, the New Yorker version of... Very true. And I guess, you know, I guess that could kind of bring us into some Coronaville updates. 
Yes, I guess really a lot has happened. Uh, the The last couple episodes, we kind of stuck with more of the geek stuff, and uh, there wasn't as much involvement in Coronaville, per se. But I guess mm-hmm. that's kind of starting to turn a little bit. Yeah, I mean, let's say, as a recording this, we're in the first week of May, so we've been on lockdown for quite some time now. Yeah, I mean, just, I guess, really coming in on two months as we've detailed, I guess, but I was at the uh, uh, I was at the Allman Brothers reunion tribute concert at Madison Square Garden on March tenth. Uh, uh, all right, on a Tuesday, so that just gives you a little frame of reference. Of, I mean, it all happened very quick. By like the thirteenth, it was all shut down. But now, like Devin said, a couple days after May the fourth be with you, we're just about two months in. Yeah, absolutely, we are, and. Uh... You know, uh, numbers, uh, that whole um, wave going down, things, the curve has been happening. Uh, it looks like things are slowly starting to reopen in certain parts of the world and country. Yep. And pop culture, pop culture world, I guess, more importantly, and entertainment world, more importantly. Mm-hmm. And we've, as we've talked about on the show, in all honesty, it really is very, very important, not for the country to open necessarily. And we don't want to get political in terms of whether or not the country should open. I'm honestly nowhere near qualified enough to even have an opinion on uh, on that, to be perfectly honest. But just in terms of... Getting entertainment and things out there for people to watch to help keep them sane and happy and more inclined to stay home, if that's what the best uh, idea for your city is. It is good to start getting some live entertainment and new things to uh, uh, just enjoy the time at home if we're going to be staying at home, you know. Absolutely. Just to keep the sanity going. Which I guess maybe I'll kind of uh, uh, maybe give you a little bit of a rundown on the sports world as it's a pretty big weekend. I guess one of our last kind of Coronaville topics that we discussed was the hilarious shady governor of Florida ruling WWE essential business. (laughs) And I told you that the dominoes were going to fall, especially in Florida. And I told you it would not be long before UFC was fighting in Florida if WWF was fighting in Florida. And that is exactly what's going to be happening where uh, it was announced a couple weeks ago but the fighters needed quarantine to training camps and all but starting this weekend saturday may 9th there is going to be a a, a empty arena ufc uh, uh, events taking place in jacksonville florida three cards in a seven-day span actually as back-to-back saturdays and another one in between carried on like the espn espn pay-per-view espn and their first one is a pay-per-view which is that not a fucking kick in the balls dude they come back that's, a big event they can't give it to you for free on espn to hook you in that's very uh louis ck of them <laughs> i know seriously dude i'm honestly pulling a uh, pulling a barnes and not buying it based on fucking principle of like you're not going to give this away for free you know you're going to show the undercard on espn and then charge for the first one back? Come on. Especially yeah, then when next Saturday I think it is a free a free event on ESPN. It's just like give us the flip fob, like let us back with a and honestly just from a business standpoint. Just welcoming the world back. You know, right now money's tight for people, honestly, man. Like a lot of people are on unemployment if you know they're even that lucky. But it's uh, sure. you know, it's not a good time to be I you know, I'm not spending forty bucks or whatever how much a UFC pay per view costs. If it was on regular TV, I would be looking forward to it all all day. But I don't like UFC enough to be you know, buying a pay-per-view, and I'm a bigger UFC fan than most people, and, you know, even though I don't like yeah. it very much, you know what I mean? And so, plus, uh, UFC, if you need the money that bad, maybe not rent out a giant empty stadium. Do we really <laughs> need to do this in a stadium? <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. That's definitely something I've been saying. Just get a... Uh, Just get like, some small community theater and fight on stage. Like, I've, seen ba- I've seen backyard wrestling events that can hold this, especially in Florida, for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
I guess in the combat world, uh, mixed martial arts. So I guess just as the dominoes fall, if UFC is going on, it won't be long before boxing and other ones. Speaking of boxing, has already continued in Nicaragua and will be detailed on the upcoming Big LWKO cast. <laughs> but so boxing has resumed around the world, and if it's uh, uh, once UFC starts in Florida, you know, boxing and UFC, the guys just need a lot, uh, uh, you know, a good amount of time to get into like ready for the specific fights so their camps are usually now, like are a these, month out uh boxing matches in nicaragua gonna be in front of people or no 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 these are empty empty also yes empty empty arenas as well but uh as well there will be empty arenas in the south korean baseball league which was another big call by me as i was uh, i've been i've been ahead of the curve on the south korean baseball league since the beginning of coronavirus <laughs> and uh, uh, South Korean Baseball League actually resuming play with coverage on ESPN in the States starting this coming up Thursday uh, uh, in this first uh, in this first week of May, like he said. So I guess that's the seventh or the eighth or whatever it is. But through this first weekend uh, up and through the ninth on that uh, or the tenth rather on that Sunday, uh, pretty much Thursday through Sunday on ESPN, South Korean baseball games go. Going down every night. However, not the best times. It's like over, I guess, set your TiVos out there, right? Because it is like 2.30, 5.30 in the morning, although there's 3 p.m. games and 10 p.m. games as well. For the South Korean Baseball League, where I know, Devin, I'm, I'm assuming you're a Hanwha Eagles guy, all right? Obviously. And they're, of course, my blood rival, the Hanwha Eagles, because I'm a Latte Giants fan, Right. Makes sense. Makes but sense. want to know there's a big geeked connection to the Latte Giants. Latte is obviously a coastal city uh, uh, in South Korea, and uh, uh, it has a city Busan, uh, which was where they filmed a lot of Black Panther. <laughs> right. Okay. So big geeked connection there, and big shout out to my main man Yoon <laughs> for giving me all this info, and more importantly, his lovely wife Sheena, who actually is a uh, South Korean native. I guess Yoon's a South Korean as well, but he's a Jersey boy at heart. Let's face it. But his wife is actually <laughs> like a, a, a South Korean who is from the city of Hanwha. So uh, her and Devin are going to be watching the Eagles, the Eagles. Of course well, we are. Yes. We'll be, uh, <laughs> I'll be watching we'll be the back and forth the whole time. Also, what a break for uh, South Korean baseball here. You know, to be getting ESPN airtime. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, the South Korean League actually is one of the better in the world. There's a lot of Major League Baseball players that come. That to the team, the Hanwha Eagles, actually has like several. And again, shout out to Yoon because it's not like I know any of this shit. But uh, uh, a couple of the real famous American Korean baseball players are. Uh, you know, from the Hanwha Eagles team, actually. So you could do your early scouting and as well. So this is pretty uh, funky going down, though, in South Korea because they are, of course, playing empty arenas, but they are as well playing with the masks on, which I said. So even though you're, like, socially distanced at all the bases, I guess, you know what I mean? You, if you're on first, you're going to be within the first baseman. But uh, all of the players on the field wearing the protective masks, which is, of course, like, kind of standard issue in Asia, I feel, you know, it's like just mm -hmm. very cultural. It's becoming part of the cultural, uh, the culture for them to just, you know, rock the masks all the time. I mean, honestly, do you think things will be that different when it comes back here, you know? Yeah. I mean, honestly, with the president literally not wearing a mask as he tours a mask shop, I don't know if they're yeah. going to be making the Good baseball point. players wear them, like, you know, if they're going to go <laughs> on with it. However, uh, I guess just to uh, continue a little bit more uh, uh, sports around the world, but of course, major, you know, uh, uh, the probably, you know, the biggest sports uh, uh, in the world, football, is uh, football. Uh, as it's called around the world. But uh, the German Football League, which is, of course, one of the biggest, has just recently announced that they are going to be officially resuming play uh, in a couple of weeks from now, I think right around May 17th. All right. 
and uh, a, a lot and of the, the same page here. We're talking soccer here, right? Soccer, yes. Soccer, okay. as you ignorant Americans call it. <laughs> I call it football. Football. <laughs> yes. And I put like four U's in there instead of the two O's. Just, just to really <laughs> ham it up. Uh, but football will then probably be uh, continuing, I'd say, in it looks like early June for a lot of the other, you know, uh, uh, La Liga, uh, the French League, the EPL are kind of aiming for like June return times for the uh, international football uh, teams. <laughs> and I guess the American equivalent to that would be not, uh, ironically enough, not American football. But I guess baseball is our closest sport and the one that's currently on hold. But a proposal is in place, actually, like I mentioned mentioned uh, uh, to go in to st- uh, 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 implement a, like a, rev- a revised schedule and whole reshaped makeshift baseball season that will uh, start in July and at least offer some type of of makeshift baseball, okay, it's not going to be the traditional American National League team schedules. It would probably be a lot more uh, at uh, the Florida and Arizona, like, spring training facility lands, especially being Florida, being, like, the home base of uh, reopening uh, potentially far too early. But Florida obviously yeah, not absolutely. giving a fuck. there, And that really houses so many of the spring training facilities. So uh, they're probably going to be downscaling from like traveling all over the country to uh, the actual baseball stadiums acro- across America and would be held in more, you know, uh, 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 smaller facilities and like closer in proximity, like the spring training uh, stuff going on. Uh, and as well, I think maybe even proposed to just do like you know kind of unofficial leagues and seasons and just kind of play in essence what almost sounds to be more like scrimmages than like an official baseball season where it would like i think the part of the proposal like the yankees mets red sox phillies all of those teams that have their spring training facilities close to each other i suppose would kind Mm -hmm. of just be in like one league or whatever you know what i mean it's so interesting and they would yeah play they're not going to be i guess that would as well cut down the potential pool of spreading it if not all 30 teams are going to be playing against each other and that kind of stuff you know what i mean where it's like like, let's let's just take the south korean league for example uh full time i think that's like a 10 team league or something like that i did do a a, a wiki search on it to try to get some other hilarious names i guess the uh, most hilarious team name the key womb heroes Right from Seoul City back to the Korean Baseball League, by the way. But uh, uh, that whole league is only ten teams. You know what I mean? So it's just like it's not going to be. If uh, and I do honestly, based on everything we've talked about so far, do I'm starting to feel that there probably will be some type of makeshift baseball season to take place starting over the summer, but it will not look like a traditional Major League Baseball good, season. I don't think. Yeah. So interesting. So will it be you know, even the World Series, or will this be some kind of like? I would probably corona say trophy. not in official. Yeah, I would say probably more like a Corona champion, like a Corona League champion, or something like that. But I don't know. Baseball is, of course, anybody that you know is a fan of the sport knows that there's a little bit of like a douchey obsession to the history and like sanctity of the steroid and uh, racially divided induced you know uh, numbers throughout the game. But they people are kind of protective about that kind of shit, so I don't think that it would the stats would maybe you know go uh, uh, be official and whatnot. I think it would probably be looked at more like a strike season kind of thing, strike shortened season kind of thing. But again, there's like proposals on the table and all that stuff, and they're still trying to figure that out in a lot of ways. So a lot of that can change. And for all I know, they might push forth a, a full-on season. You know what I mean? Like I think that there's varying uh, agendas going on. Everybody's on the same page. I think that they are going to try to play, and I think that the way America is looking – you know, they will at least schedule a season in select cities for the summer. You know, that's just the way it looks. 
um, I guess, to move along a little bit in the entertainment world, out of the sports world. But if I can get into the jamming world a little bit on the same all note. Right, all right. But uh, as well, I guess, some big concert news that has trickled over to the States starting for the summer. And a new uh, a whole a reimagining of the concert experience from Mark Rubulay, who is like a, a super hot electronic, you know, DJ kind of dude. All right. But he is bringing across an, uh, uh, to the States, just announced, starting in June, but a drive-in uh, concert experience. All right. Where we were, I think it was you actually that called out drive-in movie theaters in the first coronavirus yeah, like a potential. Sure. But so this is going to be taking place at drive-in movie theaters across uh, uh, America. For now, it's actually a pretty limited. It's in Charlotte, Kansas City, Tulsa, uh, uh, Dallas, and Houston. Uh, uh, so it's pretty mini, you know, pretty small tour there. But uh, uh, like seven dates uh, at drive-in movie theaters. So, an interesting, and I guess this whole thing kind of started in Denmark, who has already started doing this, uh, and I guess it's spread across some other Scandinavian countries, but they have already started doing it, uh, uh, and now Mark Rubule will bring it to the States, and just like I mentioned with the whole domino effect of Cronoville, once he does it, other people will surely follow, but... For sure. What now, are, the, what are your feelings like, here? Well, I'm, yeah, I got Sounds like lots of traffic gonna... to me. Like, what the fuck? Do I want to... <laughs> You know what I mean? Now, is this going to be like, he's going to be on like a stage performing live and people will be in their cars like watching it and like listening? Yeah. Or is it going to be like played on like a movie screen? No, he's going to be DJing live, you know, like, like think drive-in movie theater. I guess the opening acts are going to be short films, okay? But he is just going to be performing, take away the uh, movie screen and put a, uh, put, a, put a laptop up there and let Mark Rubulay press play and then start dancing right, around in a bathrobe. Right. So come for, uh, but come then for it just... in the soup, stick around for some techno. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But, uh, and even in Denmark, I think they've had limited like cars. It was like 500 cars allowed. And again, it's just like, you know, and a way that I think usually movies work for drive-ins, but you set your radio frequency and listen, like, on your car radio. So I don't mm -hmm. know if that's what it's going to be like, if you're going to be listening. You know, I don't know if you're rolling the windows down and he's going to be playing through speakers set up or if it's going to do the old-school transition radio because it just does not seem, again, and I love concerts. I'm... And again, I love concerts, of course. I'm mean, you know, a huge live music fan. Obviously, I have a whole podcast dedicated to live music, you know, so I mm -hmm. love the idea of, you know, more live concerts or whatever. But this, it kind of from the Tiger King recreation TV series, just is not really, I think, fitting to what the concert experience that we want, you know? I don't be... know. I think it's a step in the right direction, though. Step in the right direction, I suppose. But uh, just, you know, I mean, the first of all, you want to get up and be able to move at a concert. You know what I mean? I mean, you guess you can have some great in-car, you know, music, you know, hotboxing the shit out of your car uh, yeah, uh, to doggy style. I mean, but, you know, I don't know. I'm it just, be the, uh, as well, it just seems I'm like you're going to get piled that, uh, very far from the stage, no? Just like, yeah, for, no, you know, sure. rows of, like, if you're the 500th car in the back, it's just like... What exactly am I looking at? Yeah, I want to be the asshole that gets the uh, gets the nice and early in my big giant van parked in front of like some BW. <laughs> yeah, dude, the fucking uh, uh, six foot nine asshole that shows up, you know, two hours early to be <laughs> running, exactly. riding the rail. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I guess yeah. Uh, uh, bring your Humvee to the Mark Rubulay concert. But uh, yeah, I guess, it's you know, not the same, but it's definitely a go in the right direction. At least you're getting out of the house, you're practicing social distancing, you're staying in your car, you're seeing something live. For sure. And, and I love uh, the idea, like you like said, every... of just using the car for entertainment, like in the movie, you know, side of things or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, just not necessarily, you know, doesn't exactly it, fit in with the concert, I feel. But yeah, like you said, not complaining. To see. Sorry, it's going to be interesting to see everybody leaving that show, though. You know, you 
see the end of a concert, a lot of people are stumbling out and like, you know, holding on to each other. Yeah. A lot of fender benders leaving the old techno concert. Great call. Experience. I was actually thinking that myself. For me, it's, you know, being in New York City, it's really weird for all the concerts that I go to that I just have no, I don't think I've ever, I haven't driven home from a concert since I was, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, in high school living in Jersey or whatever, going to the PNC Bank Art Center, which had to get like shut down because of drunk driving contact, uh, accidents after, uh, what was the fucking metal fest that would take place? Uh, not Ozfest, like Warped Tour, I think. There was a, maybe yeah, Ozfest. Okay. But one of them had like a huge drunk driving accident. They really had to crack down like the total fucking debaucherous tailgating that would take place but for me it's like I, I i forgot that you would even drive to a concert you know what i mean it's just like fucking walk home from everyone but you know or yeah an uber or something like that but an uh uber to the driving concert yeah no for Keep real running buddy no and as well i mean a lot of times they give you these uh, uh you drive into a festival they can be some there can be some checks on the vehicle and whatnot it's like these ones like i said are taking place tulsa fort worth Kansas City, Charlotte. We're talking red states here, so bring your guns in ecstasy to the Mark Rubulet concert. <laughs> <laughs> they won't give a fuck. But, uh, you know, in New York City, I wouldn't necessarily want to fucking, you know what I mean, get my car impounded for uh, trying to see the J-Red yeah. show. But but I probably would at the same time, risk it all. So <laughs> I'll keep you posted. <laughs> But I guess kind of in that same note, though, on a smaller scale, like we have mentioned across the country, things starting to open up and other uh, effective this weekend as well across other hilarious red states. There will be, you know, comedy clubs, theaters, uh, uh, music venues, uh, uh, all opening up the doors starting this weekend. In America, so I guess it will be a couple uh, – uh, it'll be a, a good month, I'd say, before we get to see if that was a good idea. By the time people get sick and you know pile up, it'll be a couple weeks before yeah, this, the negative impact would, would potentially show as evident of the first wave of coronavirus. There's a huge lag behind on the information. So that first weekend, we won't know if, if people you – know, we won't know about the spreading for a couple weeks until after that. So I guess uh, uh, you know, within a couple of Coronaville episodes, we'll start to see the trends of the reopening. But For sure. Or if, you know, God forbid, the reclosing. Exactly, if, yeah. Uh, this doesn't go well, which, uh, look, I'm all about the um... – the uh, drive-in concerts and uh, sports without fans and empty stadiums and whatnot. I feel like comedy clubs, if you haven't been to a comedy club, which obviously we both have, you're sitting right on top of each other. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, you're very squeezed in. It's an indoor activity. Uh, I don't know. The comics can be wearing masks. You have to wear masks. It, to me, it You'll be wearing like a, a mask for sure. Yeah. But... It just seems like, why? What's the rush? And honestly, man, uh, it's very right now... Uh, medically, they don't really know. They know so little about the cause of spreading. And I, there is theories out there that things like, you know, if you're out there jogging and breathing hard, or I would imagine laughing, you know, if you're cracking up laughing, you're probably omitting a lot more of your breath and, you know, germs uh, uh, all over the place. You know what I mean? And you're right. Absolutely. Comedy is an intimate, like it's it's best suited for you know what I mean, a, a nice intimate environment. The comedy cellar, you're fucking packed in there like sardines, and that's half the beauty of it all. You know what I mean? Same thing with concerts. One hundred percent. That's like Let's you know. Start with maybe some people just going back to work in the office and see how that goes there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Are we such bored idiots that we need like open back up the comedy club? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it's been two months. Like, take a break. I know. <laughs> For real. Watch a fucking webcast, you idiot. But yeah, no, great call. I mean, I think that really, you know, and we're seeing, uh, like I mentioned in Europe and across the country, a lot more rollouts of, you know, coming out of these uh, uh, lockdowns and quarantines around the world. And, you know, across the world, bars and restaurants and stuff are not the opening phase. You know what I mean? Like, you don't open. You're right. You open up, but let the fucking barber get back to work. And, you know, the, the, uh, the you know, small mom and pop shops and people start working again and, you know, mm-hmm. dip your toe into it before we're right back to, uh, they're literally opening up a theater in Arkansas. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, 
Now, for all I know, in Arkansas, that theater might be holding like a church service or something like that. You know what I mean? So it's just like it's I, I don't exactly know what's going on. But um, and I think a lot of these places are doing limited capacity. But we've talked about it, dude. It's like if you know you're going to open up a comedy club and then only let half the amount of people in. There's nothing worse than playing into an empty comedy club or whatever. You know what I mean? You're just like, I guess it's better than uh, not having anything. And I guess kind of the other coin of this whole coronaville if even if there is more lockdowns but there is a lot more virtual shows and webcasts virtual comedy shows our zoom room concept is now the hottest craze and everybody's a lot of people are you know there's not like we invented of course but there's lots of other comparable things going on in the entertainment world uh absolutely like the talk show host doing it. Isn't there a comedy special thing coming out this weekend? Huge comedy thon that uh, 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 is going down this weekend from the uh, uh, what was the the Laugh Aid that me and Devin detailed the opening of coronavirus like the first weekend Comedy Central put one. This one is a real star-studded affair that has actually caught on some pretty big legs, and the date has officially been changed and pushed back. Day after NBC got involved and officially will be airing it. So this Sunday, May 10th, NBC, as well as uh, hilariously enough, the Weather Channel, which was that's the jump they went from. <laughs> Saturday night, it was going to be on the Weather Channel, and then they waited till Sunday. But as well, a uh, comedy.net. Uh, or comedy.tv, I think, actually, as well as Funny or Die are all uh, going to be broadcasting it, as well as, like, Byron Allen's personal website, who somehow is putting this Byron all together. Allen. Yeah, Byron that Allen, guy, is, he's putting it all together, I, but, dude, what's up? Unfunny guy makes such a career out of comedy. I know, uh, dude. We'll talk about this who's who that he's put together. Like, he's obviously, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't know who's, uh, uh, I don't know who he's got, like, you know, incriminating photos of, or whatever whose agent he's got like the goods on to get everybody fucking booked but uh, uh we got uh, a dolomite is my name a uh, star eddie murphy as well as uh chris rock k hart adam sandler jack black judd apatow tiffany hardish jim jeffries uh, john lovitz uh, dice clay uh, Sarah Good Silverman, uh, just to name like a mere like Billy Crystal and all those kind of you know what I mean, uh, just like a never-ending assault of comedians. So uh, a lot of big names in the Dice Man. <laughs> exactly, and uh, <laughs> and and they're all going to be getting, I guess, uh, like a, a little bit more professionally produced whole thing than Laugh Aid, which we saw. But it's going to be apparently uh, like a two to three minutes each kind of rapid fire pre, like we've seen in, in all these things, pre-recorded comedy segments for the most part that they're going to be throwing to a various sketches and you know what I mean, different uh, uh, comedy presentations over like a, a two or three hour show but definitely looking forward to that and we've talked about those you know we've really detailed a lot of those on this coronaville series that we've been doing but i really really enjoy them they're super fun just yeah, to see I too. yeah just to see like the individuality that each uh, uh performer brings let alone the content it's just really cool and uh, uh, uh something fun and you know unique to the whole situation Absolutely. Agree. Yeah. We had the Willie Nelson uh, 420 cast, or like you said, the original Laugh Aid uh, really jumped on this early. And like we joked around about, too, they jumped on it so early that they uh, a lot of technical difficulties in that one, but uh, <laughs> yeah. they were the first to do it. So early they didn't know how to do it yet, but... Uh... <laughs> all right. All right. So I guess that would be the Corona portion of the uh, Coronaville Star Wars thing. That was uh, the big LW giving us all of his... Uh, yeah, updates and going on in the sports and music and uh, I took care of I took world. care of the uh, coronavirus. I'm, I'm going to leave the Star Wars uh, half of this to you though. You'll, like you'll get your you turn. Said, it was May fourth on uh, Monday. Hey, ooh, baby. It's time to get geeked up. Woo! What's up, y'all? This is Mr. Woo Baby himself, Andre Davi. You're listening to the Geeked Up Podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, I'm still taking those episode 10 emails, y'all. Woo! 